ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome in. It is the March 5th edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk Marshall basketball. We've got Cornelius Jackson, Marshall's assistant basketball coach, joining us. Second half of the show, we'll hear from him. Kind of get an idea of what we can expect for tomorrow night. We really didn't talk much basketball yesterday. Of course, yesterday was the announcement that Marshall would play Notre Dame in 2022 in football. And, of course, some have mentioned, hey, weren't you talking about Notre Dame in basketball? Well, that's a thing, too. But I think the football announcement probably has much more impact. Basketball is just one of those things where you're playing a Duke. Okay, oh, wow, hey, the Herd's playing Duke. Hey, you're playing Kansas, if you're a non-conference, hey, that's pretty wow. You know, you, there's some certain programs there. Now, if you're if you're a West Virginia fan, you're like, yeah, we play Kansas all the time, and that's not a big deal. But for a non-conference, if you were not in conference with them, it would be a pretty big deal for some of the the big programs. Like, I think comes to mind when you talk basketball, it's Kentucky, it's Duke, it's North Carolina, it's Syracuse. Once upon a time, they're not as big now. Kansas, maybe. I mean, there are a few programs like, hey, there's some pretty big deals. Indiana one time was like that as well. But that stuff comes and goes. Uh, There's just not the same panache talking about football there is with uh, Notre Dame basketball. But don't tell that to the basketball team. That's a pretty big game. I think really what matters, though, is that Marshall basketball is getting some quality opponents on the schedule. And we're going to talk to Coach Cornelius Jackson a little bit later on, get his thoughts on the upcoming game, it's coming up tomorrow night. Thundering Herd going to be back at the Henderson Center. It's been a long time, hasn't it? So this is the next to last regular season home game for the Thundering Herd. And John Elmore now needs 104 points to get to the top of the Marshall all-time scoring list. He's already the Conference USA scorer. And you know what's funny? Yesterday I'm at the Union Pub and Grill, and I had a gentleman come up to me, and he's like, hey, I, I was the caller on your post game on Sunday asking the question, how many more points does he need to become the all-time leader? I had it at this, and you had it at this amount. Yeah, I liked your number better because that means he has a couple points less to go. And really, what he needs is 103 points, and he's going to tie. He ties Skip Henderson. He gets 103 points. He's good. He's the co-all-time leader in Marshall University basketball. He gets 104 points. He's all by himself. Either way, he's one of the best ever. He passed John Taft, and John Taft was amazing. I think if John Taft would have had more playing time, John Taft would be the all-time leader, or it'd be really close. So he's an elite company, because I, I regard John Taft as one of the greatest of all time ever played at Marshall. And I regard Skip Henderson as one of the greatest of all time. It was fun. Growing up watching those guys, really, I'm hoping what Elmore has done and is doing becomes the catalyst for a next generation of Herd fan. Because I remember just growing up, and now I'm not talking about being 5 or 10. You know, I was a little older, but still, you, know, you get into that time frame where 13, 14, 15, you're 16, and you see what these guys are doing, and you get to go to the game. And like a guy like C.J. Burks, anytime that that dude is on the court after a game and some kid comes up to him, wants to talk to him, I mean, he's right there. Yeah, he'll take a photo with you. Elmore does the same. He'll do an autograph with you. That's pretty cool. And I hope what these guys are doing is 
they're winning, they can continue to win. And in about 20, 30 years, when somebody's challenging Elmore's record, and this is the kid who's coming up, and he's uh, about ready to become the all-time scoring leader at Marshall, or he's tops at Conference USA, or whatever conference Marshall may be in, I'm hoping that people are like, yeah, he's he's right up there with with Elmore and Taft and Skip Henderson. I remember watching Elmore play, and, and he was amazing. I mean, that's how some of us are right now with Skip Henderson, John Taft, so many others, what they were able to do and accomplish, and it was just fun. It, I mean, it was a fun time for Marshall basketball, really, to follow those guys and be a part of those times where Marshall was winning conference championships, getting to the NCAA tournament, and I'm hoping that we see that on a more regular basis for Marshall basketball with these guys. Really, who's coming up next? That's the thing that excites me most. Who's coming up next? Where's the next superstar coming? Where's that next kid that's coming that can maybe challenge John Elmore's record? Where's that next superstar that's coming up next that can maybe be the all-time assist leader? Can they do it all together? Can he be the assist leader and the scoring leader? Because I mean, that's amazing. That was a Chuck McGill stat. Nowhere else in the country, no other conference has your all-time scorer and your all-time assist leader be the same guy. And that's a solid, solid get for Chuck McGill doing the research on that. And uh, I love what this guy comes up with every time I sit near him. I'm like, okay, what silly stat have you come up with now? What obscure, nobody knows it until you find it, and now it's a really important staff because we didn't know it and we should have. What's coming out of your mouth? What's coming out of your keyboard? That's why I like sitting next to that guy. I, I sometimes it's like when I'm on press row, when I'm just looking around, I'm kind of leaning over sometimes and looking at Chuck's stuff like, what's he got? What kind of numbers has he got? I mean, I got my own too, but I mean, he's a re- research machine. He's got the whole weight of the Marshall archives on his shoulders, just doing all that stuff. But 104 points. For John Elmore, he's the all-time leading scorer. I mean, that was kind of common knowledge, but I did the math on the fly right there, and I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good if you if you throw it out to me real quick. I mean, and you got to look at his career. I mean, he might not win Player of the Year in Conference USA, and that's okay. That's all right. Stand at the end as the lone team. You've got the conference tournament trophy. You've got the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. And then you're good. Don't worry about player of the year. That doesn't mean anything. Standing at the very end with that championship, you're going to the tournament. Second year in a row, you're going to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that's what you're playing for right now. He's not playing for 104 points. He's not playing for Conference USA Player of the Week again. Those are nice. Those are great stats. But I think these guys have bought in. Whatever Dan did in those magical 12 days in between games, I think he did something because this is the first road sweep for Marshall in conference play since the beginning of the season, January 3rd and 5th at Charlotte. I'm talking conference season. First sweep in conference play. And they also show to me that, you know what, we get down, we can come back. That's one thing that I think that they were able to prove to me is, okay, we got down. We didn't like getting down, but that's okay because we can get ourselves right back out of this. And when we're in the hole, we know how to get ourselves out of it. And I want to see more of that because that's going to happen. You're going to have teams have drives on you. You're going to have teams that have runs on you. And Sometimes you're not going to come out of the gate fast. You want to, but you're not going to. And that's what impressed me with this team on this road trip is, okay, we've got what it takes to come back. 
we don't want to play like this all the time, but all right, here we are. What are we going to do? And of course, again, you've got John Elmore's colorful description of what Coach D'Antoni said to him. Bunch of bleeps and win the game. I wish I would have been on sideline. Had a recorder up just getting that. I would love to have heard the unedited version of that. Just Coach D'Antoni, like, look, what are you doing? And I'm saying it so eloquently. I'm paraphrasing here. He's probably like, what are you doing? It's probably the best I can come up with and keep this a family program. All right, we'll continue on. We've got a full show for you, so we'll talk more Marshall basketball. They've got FIU coming up and then FAU. We've got later on Marshall basketball coach Cornelius Jackson. You know, Dan D'Antoni's your head coach, but, boy, that Cornelius Jackson guy, he can coach too. He's going to be a head coach somewhere. I think so. I think Corny's going to be a head coach somewhere. But he's right now going to be on the program here in about 30 minutes. We'll talk to him. You're listening to The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come this hour, Marshall University assistant basketball coach Cornelius Jackson joins me. We're going to talk about Marshall's matchup tomorrow against FIU. They're coming into the Henderson Center. They've been doing pretty good so far in pod play. Thundering Herb would like to finish pod play with a couple more wins. And then we get to the tournament. Next week is going to be fun. How many of you are making a trip, actually? I'm just kind of curious. Is this going to be more of the same where you're just going to be watching from afar, or are you going to make the trip? Not like the old days. You remember the old days? Some of you don't. I'm pontificating about something you probably don't remember. Or you're thinking, oh, yeah, we remember the Mac. No, no, no. So the conference tournament, those were the good days. That was fun, just going down to the Southern Conference tournament, and it was like an exodus for some of those teams, and herd fans would just come in and just snap up their tickets. And really, it was. If a team got eliminated, it's like herd fans were waiting. They were ready. They were snapping up the, the unused tickets for the next day. And I don't know if it's because the conference just isn't built for that Really, that's the problem. I think that's the problem with Conference USA. They're in a great facility. Sure, it's a football practice facility, but it's a great facility. I've seen other events in there, and it's a multi-purpose facility. It was built by the Dallas Cowboys. They build first-rate, first-class facilities. No question, it's a great place. But we've got a conference in which Marshall, they get into the tournament, which they have. They've got to make the trip to Texas. Conference USA, you're playing in Texas, and I don't know if there's going to be any place you could play this Conference USA tournament that's going to make sense. So I guess you're going to have to stay in Texas. And, of course, it makes sense for the conference from a logistics standpoint for the conference. I mean, really, for them, they're just down the road. They don't have to pull up and relocate. They're just down the road. Not that big of a deal for them. But for several teams, yeah, you're making a... You're making a, a big leap to Texas. You're going to the Star. You're playing this tournament and this football facility. And I don't know what the fan base is going to look like th- this year. I'm hoping that some Thundering Herd fans will choose to travel. But it wasn't like the fun days. Of, I mean, heck, Conference USA, you know, playing in Memphis was fun. I know you can't do that now, but Thundering Herd, get to the championship game. Herd fans are in the car. Let's go. We're going to go to the championship game. We're going to snap up those tickets, and we're going to see the Herd play for the conference championship. 
You can't do that anymore. You can't just get in the car and go, hey, they're they're in. I got the day off. Let's go. No, you've got to make plans. You've got to make a journey. You've got to make an, a trip. I mean, it is a undertaking for some. For some, it's an undertaking. For some of you, it's just like, here, here's my money. Here's my plane ticket. Thanks. I mean, for some, it's not even a hardship at all, right? You're getting a free ride or you you can, you got that ticket. No problem. But I mean, there'll be fans there. There'll be boosters, donors. There'll be fans there. There'll be herd fans there. It's not, not the question. It's just, it's not as fun as it used to be. And this isn't a get off my lawn moment. And trust me, I understand there have been many of those get off my lawn moments over the years. But that's what I like about the Southern Conference. Just, you're going down to Asheville, get a room, and it was just it was easy to get to. Everybody can make it. I don't know how this is going to play year two on television. I mean, the good news is the herd's there. That's the thing. The herd's there. They're playing. They don't care. I think that's the key. At the end of the day, that team gets the court, and they don't care. They don't. They look at the court. Okay, is it the same court we play on elsewhere? Same dimensions, same everything? Yep. Okay, let's go. Let's play. They're playing hoops, and that's all they care about. But I'm just kind of curious how many of you are going to go. So hit me up on social. At Paul Swan is my Twitter handle. That's the best place to respond to the show during times like this. Just um, give me an idea if you're going or not. And if you're not, why? And if you are, tell me about your uh, your odyssey. Is this going to be a repeat trip for you? Did you go last year? And if you did, boy, you picked a, a great year to make a trip to a conference tournament. So that's what we've got, the tournament coming up. But until then, we can't look too far ahead because Marshall's going to take on FIU and then FAU. That's coming up tomorrow and then on Saturday. Y'all going to be awake? High noon. Going to be up, get you um, get you an early breakfast, ready to go. I mean, you're not sleeping in on Saturday. You're, you're getting up. You're ready to go. And if that Dunkin' Donuts they're opening up near campus was open, this would be a lot better. I hope they get that going soon. I'm, right now, just whoever the, the foreman is on that, speed it up. Get that thing going. I mean, because I'm going to have to swerve in there, get my start to the day, and then go over to the Henderson Center. Maybe they'll open up special for us. I don't know. But Saturday, uh, it's going to be definitely – I'm kind of curious. What kind of crowd are we going to see? Tomorrow night's a Wednesday night. And you know how that goes. Wednesday night for years, not a well-attended night. Why is that? Well, I tell people, it's church night. Come on, it's church night. People are going to church. It's, it's Wednesday night. That's a thing here. Saturday, though, I'm kind of curious. How large of a crowd will we see? Give me senior day as well. Last chance to honor the seniors for the team. Of course, you hope that they extend their season in the Conference USA tournament. Maybe get to the NCAA tournament once again. Or maybe they get hot here. They win these last two. Then they uh, get to the championship game. Maybe somebody in the NIT goes, you know, yeah, they finished six, but they went on a tear. They, they did all right. Maybe we give them a bid. Who knows? And really... What is the best thing that's going to happen to Conference USA? Is it somebody else represents Conference USA, someone else, some other team represents Conference USA and the NCAA tournament, and then the committee has to look at Old Dominion and go, all right, are they in? Did this pod thing work? Because we're really not going to know if this pod thing works until I think Old Dominion isn't the conference champion, at least this year. Because I don't know what other team coming out of the of – the, conference has enough to make it an at-large bid. You know, I've been looking at the net, and of course the net's not going to be the overall, this is the pass to get you in. I've been looking at that, uh, but looking at the team sheet a little bit. Marshall needs to win a conference tournament. They're getting in. You look at their team sheet, and the way the, the quadrants are, yeah, look, they rock quadrant three. 
Uh, not so much on Quadrant One and Quadrant Two. Um, they walk. They Quadrant Four as well. I mean, they do okay there. Actually, they did okay. I think with Quadrant Two, I don't have the the team sheet right in front of me here, but they did okay. But not good enough. But they're getting hot late. They're winning games. They're getting to a point where I think they're going to be a legitimate threat in Conference USA in the postseason in the tournament. We don't know yet until they get on the court. But right now, you go with a hot hand, right? They're the hot hand. I mean, maybe pod play is working out for them. Okay, getting ready for the tournament. They're feasting on teams that they should beat and maybe had some problem with, and they beat them now and got their confidence back. And they'll come in here and take on the Florida schools, and they'll get the win there. won't be necessarily easy. FIU is not going to be an easy out for them. FAU might be a little easier, but still – it's going to be a competitive game tomorrow. It's going to be an entertaining game on Saturday. Then they go to the tournament. Hot hand. They're on a win streak. Feeling good about themselves. Feel like they've got everything in place, and then we'll see what happens. We've got more on the way. Cornelius Jackson joining us in about 15 minutes. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, Marshall University assistant basketball coach Cornelius Jackson joins us on the program as the Thundering Herd tomorrow. Going to be in action. Uh, They will be taking on FIU, and that's coming up. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, that's going to be on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog. So the Thundering Herd coming into this one, 9-7 now in Conference USA. They're 16-13. FIU coming into the contest as well at 18 and 11, 9 and 7 in Conference USA. So this is an important one. If Marshall gets this one, they're pretty much locking themselves in just about in that sixth spot. They still got to take care of business against FAU, but you win this one, it's almost a locked deal. So we'll keep this segment short because I want to save plenty of time for Coach Jackson when he comes on here in just a few minutes to talk about this one. But Marshall, I thought was impressive on the road, and they play better at home. We know that, right? So if this is any indicator of what they're going to be the next few weeks, I think that they're going to be a tough out for anybody in a conference. And they've beaten Old Dominion. They've beaten Old Dominion. So that's not a thing for them. They can do that. They've shown they can do that. They've beaten Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky's beat them. They've beat Western Kentucky. I didn't get my four-game journey with them. I was so hoping that it would be a four-game series, but instead I'll take a rubber match. I'll take a rubber match, a rematch with them. That'll be fine. Beat them on your way to the conference championship. That'll be fun. I mean, I don't know how these seeds are going to work out, but wouldn't it be great if it was Marshall and Western Kentucky in the championship game? What if Old Dominion gets upset and it's Marshall and Western Kentucky? I'm That's what Conference USA needs, or at least in my mind. It's my head cannon, and I'm going with it. That's what Conference USA needs. Marshall and Western Kentucky doing it one more time in the Conference USA Championship. I, mean, I almost wish Western Kentucky was in like the other division in football and they could play for the championship East versus, you know, I know it's not fair for them. I just I wish it was that way, but instead, you know, you know what? An East Division showdown is fine with me between those two. I'm good with it. All right, we're going to take our final break, come back. Uh, we'll get Coach Jackson on the line, and 
We'll talk a little herd basketball with him when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It was a fun weekend of basketball. The Thundering Herd going on the road. Two of the toughest places, I think, in Conference USA this season come out with victories. And now they get to defend the home court. FIU and FAU coming to Huntington. And uh, we've got action starting this week. Bonus play continues. And uh, to tell us a little bit more about what we can expect from this Thundering Herd team, Marshall University assistant basketball coach Cornelius Jackson joining us. And, uh, you know, that was impressive going on the road. I know you guys felt you could do it, but um, you really made a statement by going to not only a place that nobody has won in conference, nobody has won in the regular season, win, then you go to the Super Pit. That's always a tough place to, to win. And you get the win there as well. So, really – you guys were uh, making a statement that Thundering Herd's ready to go. Yeah, Paul, we we um, we were ready to play. You know, we went down and we, we the rest. I think the rest really helped us those days off uh, that we had leading up to the, to the La Tech game. And some of the guys came in and they were focused and they had good energy. And we had a couple of good practices leading up to that game, and they just carried it over. And that was the, obviously the start of the first uh, first game on that road trip. Then we uh, we got that one done and traveled over to Texas the next day and, again, continued the energy, continued our focus, and uh, was able to battle back uh, against a tough North Texas team and get that W as well. So you got the two victories. You get to come back now to the friendly confines of the Henderson Center. And I think, thankfully, John Elmore got the Conference USA scoring record out of the way. Uh, He only had to get a few points to do that. So now that that's out of the way and – I know he's not a record keeper, but I'm sure it was just nice. To, okay, we've got that. Let's just go play some basketball now because, I mean, well-deserved. He's player of the week in Conference USA. He's the all-time leading scorer in conference now. And um, I know these guys know how to handle distractions, but still, that stuff is, you know, you can just move forward now and get to this uh, weekend, play some basketball, and get to the conference tournament. Definitely, that's a uh, you know obviously that's a big accomplishment for John. It's, it'd be big for anyone, but the big for John is big for for Marshall University is big for uh, our program as well. Um, coming into coming home, you know, like you said, it's our kind of our safe haven. But one thing we can't uh, do is, is be too comfortable and think just because we're at home, uh, we're guaranteed wins. You know, Coach D'Antoni harps on these guys all the time as far as the records and all of that. Just that. He focuses on just playing the game now, you know, and, every, and everything else will take care of itself. And I think if we keep that playing the game now type attitude, then we'll we'll come in and we'll be focused tomorrow and uh, focused on Saturday as well. What's your impression of FIU at this point? They've been pretty solid these last uh, few days as well. Uh, so pod plays uh, been uh, good to them. Um, they were a challenge before. Um, what's changed or what stayed the same with them? They're, they're good. You know, we after we played our first time around, we talked about how how much uh, better they were this year. And you can actually tell what they're trying to do in terms of how they're trying to play, uh, their identity-wise. And they're good. It was a shootout here. I think we won by seven, I believe, last time um, they came up here a few weeks ago. So, it's going to be a shootout. You know, we have to be we have to be ready to play. We we had a good practice today. Uh, we we thought we cleaned up some things and some of the mistakes we made against those guys 
last game, but, you know, you still have to play the game. Hopefully we, we come out ready and with the same intensity and same focus that we just came off of the road trip with. Yeah, they they put up a lot of points, but uh, you've shown you can as well as a team. And I think what impressed me the most was these last two games, this was really maybe Marshall basketball, what we know this team can do. Uh, shooting percentage was up. They were amazing from the three-point line. Uh, they were pretty good as far as uh, being a team. You know, you had several guys in double-digit scoring. So, you know, across the board, do you think this is maybe the the best two-game uh, effort you've seen out of these guys in a while? Was this maybe the most complete effort, or at least take that back, not effort, but complete game? I know they're working out there. Effort's probably the wrong word. Well, we 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 play we play well. You know, I, like you said, I wouldn't say effort. I would probably say the most consistent, basically off of, off of two games. You know, because we've had some stretches where we we look really, really good. And uh, but I think that off of this trip, you know, we played good back to back games. Again, man, coach, uh, he talks about the the hillbilly ball. You know, everybody that's that, that's the thing. And we moved the ball. We got we got good looks. You know, we touched the paint. We kicked out to open shooters, and we do that. We make shots because the, obviously the shots are easier when you draw people. And you kick it to wide open shooters, and these guys—I mean, they're talented, man. They can shoot it. Uh, coach gives them the freedom to shoot it. You know, he—he he gets more mad at a, at a guy that passes up open shot than a guy that takes open shot and misses it. So I think that has a lot to do with the player's psyche, uh, knowing that they have that freedom to take open look. It did feel like, though, you know, maybe it was just because they were there that the there was uh, several times where you know they were still playing fast, but they made two or three passes, found their open shooter. Was it just maybe they were just in rhythm more so than anything? Because that's what it felt like. This, you know, they were coming down, they were finding their shot. So, you know, you think that was more an issue? Just, okay, we have found our shot finally. We have found the open guy to get the, the right look. Yeah, I think that's that's something that we always, you know, as coaches we harp on, and it's just a matter of, of, of harping on it, I guess, more and getting those guys to do it. But, again, they're they're very capable and we, we talked about, a coach talked about, a coach D'Antonio talked about on several occasions, even today he was, you know, spring a couple of times to get the ball in the paint. So we focus on getting the ball in the paint more again, trying to draw people. Because what's happening, we're, we're, we're a team that we throw we throw multiple lobs. We throw a lot of lobs to our role guys. And they, uh, the defensive now, the defensive teams now, they're, they're trying to suck in so much because they weren't about Tavian and Jansen and those guys going and catching lobs so that they're sucking the defense in and taking our road guys away. So it's just a matter of us driving in. If the road's there, the lob's there, you, you, you make that read, you make the pass. If not, you kick it out to the open guy. If he has it, shoot it. If not, you you kick it to the open guy. So uh, we did a good job of that again down at, down at Lob Tech in North Texas, and we must bring that same extra pass, get into the paint mentality back in the Henderson Center tomorrow. Marshall University assistant basketball coach Cornelius Jackson joining us on the program and the Henderson Center tomorrow night's the place to be and then again on Saturday. So we got a normal time on Wednesday. We've got the early game on Saturday and then off to the tournament. But um, these are going to be special games. Uh, You've got two more games here in the regular season with uh, some of these guys and that's going to be it as far as maybe their career on the Cam Henderson floor, you're hoping that uh, your next journey after Texas is the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I hope. You know, I told I told a, um, a high school coach last night in Arkansas. We were talking about one of his players, and he's a good friend of mine. I said we have we have some of the best fans in the country, and I and I meant that. You know, I, I didn't say that lightly to him, and 
I'm trying to get him to bring the kid up for a visit. But I said, look, man, we have some of the best fans in the country. And I just hope that, that these next two games, that they show up and show out, especially for our seniors. Those guys have done so much for Marshall University, uh, for Marshall basketball, for the city of Huntington. Again, they've made history, obviously, last year looking back. And John is the leading scorer in Conference USA history. And I believe the leading assist guy as well. So, C.J. Burks is right there, uh, Ron Dale. Those guys have done so much, and I know that our fan base uh, will show up Wednesday and Saturday and show the, uh, pre- their appreciation and seeing these guys out on the right foot. Yeah, I hope a lot of people show up as well. And You mentioned Ron Dale. I, I know we in the media, we always focus on the guys that score the most, the John Elmores and the C.J. Burks of the world, and those two are dynamic. But – I love watching Rondell play. Anything you need him to do, he does. And I I don't know what this team would look like without him, and I'm grateful that I don't have to know because he just feels it just feels like you're getting 110% from him. Everything he's got, and then he goes and gets some more just to give it to you. Exactly, Paul. Rondell's one of those guys, man, he, he could easily be a starter. You know, Coach obviously um, went with Jared, went with KV um, and those guys, and Rondell has started. He started some games, but it, we, he's our sixth starter, basically. You know, he's a guy that comes to work every day, never complains. He does whatever Coach wants him to do. If Coach said, Rondell, you're guarding a five-man. He'll guard the five. Rondell, you, you're playing the point. He'll play the point. Rondell, you do whatever whatever the team needs. Um, Rondell wants him to, to get done. He'll do it, and that's why he's been a joy for us coaches. I know the coach here because he's one of those guys that sacrifice himself and puts the team first. Well, coach, I'm gonna let you save your voice because uh, you're gonna need it tomorrow night, and um, <laughs> I, I can't wait to uh, to see what happens. Uh, I'm excited. This is gonna be, I think, a really great matchup between these two. I, I know one thing. Um, if you like offense, this is your game to come to because, uh, boy, they can score and you guys can, can put it up as well. So uh, if you like high-scoring basketball, no excuse. Got to be at the Henderson Center. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's, like I said, uh, when they came here last time, I think it was 107-90-something. and 90 something. I'm not sure. I think we won by seven, I believe. But both teams like to get up and down. You know, they, they play a lot like us. I mean, John was telling me today that he maybe he, he read somewhere that they actually want to emulate how Coach D'Antoni plays his offense and stuff like that. So they they're like a mirror of us. They want to get down. They want to they want to shoot it fast. Those guys have the freedom. They have a really really good players. They have a really good point guard and beard. And so should be fun. You know we we're gonna we uh, we're gonna come out. We're gonna give it our best effort. Uh, hopefully the fans will show up again and show those guys uh, those seniors some appreciation. Even though senior night is not until Saturday. But hopefully the people show up and show out and show these guys appreciation. Coach, thanks. Appreciate you doing this again, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night at the Henderson Center. All right, Paul. See you. Thanks. It's Coach Cornelius Jackson. That's Corny Jackson. You know, he's Coach Cornelius Jackson when he's on the show. And uh, good talking to him again as the Thundering Herd getting ready for the weekend against the Florida schools. And, of course, FIU and FAU are the next opponents for the Thundering Herd. And after that, off to the Conference USA Tournament, hopefully as a sixth seed, we'll have a better idea – if not tomorrow night, Saturday, what that bracket's going to look like after it's all said and done. The good news is Marshall's in the tournament. Just seeding is now needing to be decided. And I will say this. Um, I was um, I was kind of skeptical in a way of pod play, and I still am. But at the same time, you see a team like Marshall find its second win and really bounce back from whatever was going on with them. And they've got a few wins now, and they've – Got some momentum, so maybe that's going to give them a better opportunity. And you see a couple of teams at the bottom half of this conference and the bottom 
fighting to get into a playoff spot. And I thought that would be good for this league to have at least um, everybody have a chance close to the end. Maybe not working out the way I thought it would, only because there was maybe just too much of a gap between the bottom teams. But at least you're getting to see these teams play for something. At least the bottom teams, I think the middle teams, they're playing for seeding, which is important and for momentum, and the top teams are playing just for seeding right now because Old Dominion won the conference championship. And that's the only thing I don't like, though. Marshall doesn't have an opportunity after. They're locked. They don't have an opportunity to maybe move up standing-wise. Maybe they could have got a hot, and they could have worked their way up to standings. But you got to lock the pods. You have to do it because you're not on equal footing. You're playing teams that are close to where you're at win record-wise, and teams like Old Dominion are playing teams that are close to where they're at win record-wise. And so at this point, it's not equitable unless you lock the seeds. I don't know. Maybe you go back to just not having the pod. I don't know if Conference USA is going to do that. We'll see what happens here in the next uh, few weeks, if this even helps. Marshall, they're in a league right now. It's a one-bid league. Got to go out and win that tournament. I want to thank Cornelius Jackson, Marshall Assistant Basketball Coach, for being on the program. I'm your host, Paul Swan. It's been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.